Hi, Bruno Jr. here. Our podcast, Busting Addiction and Smiths, is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com. SafeHouse believes that traditional treatments fall short of the needs of clients who face the modern problems of addiction. Modern problems need modern solutions. Multiple addictions, multiple relapses, multiple triggers, and cheaper and more powerful street drugs set up unprecedented challenges facing treatment centers. What is needed is a more sophisticated approach, a better way forward. There are three reasons to choose our progressive modern treatment program. One, a more sophisticated intake process. Two, technology proven to enhance recovery. And three, the most robust aftercare program in our sector. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com. This is Season 12, Episode 10. Intervention. Don't try this at home. So many times, the caregiver, the mom or dad or wife, will try to intervene, and more often than not, the addict alcoholic will find a reason not to cooperate and will also find a way to slip through the net. There are several options you have when dealing with a substance abuser in your family. Number one, try to, quote, do something about the abuser's behavior, but without being educated on the nature of the disorder or about the different options available, you're doomed to fail. This is what happens in the overwhelming majority of cases. Half of the adult population continues to believe to this day that addiction and alcoholism is the result of a moral weakness, a lack of character, or oddly enough, a matter of choice. And there's research there to support all of that, which then results in the family trying to straighten out the offender by any means possible. The head of the family, the mom, the person in charge, does not understand that she is dancing with the devil and has no clue as to when or how it will end. As we say in Al-Anon, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol and drugs, and our lives had become unmanageable. When alcoholism comes into a family through the one lone alcoholic, for example, the entire family has now succumbed to the insidiousness of this disease. Every family member is affected in one twisted way or another, but they don't know it, and many never will. So what happens? Scolding, cajoling, attempts at controlling. Hiding the booze, waiting up all night for the guy to come home, walking on eggshells, afraid to say the wrong thing lest he explode in a tirade. Oh, and by the way, it's always your fault. And you, Mom, begin to think that you are to blame. Over time, you are so overcome by the alcoholism and the alcoholic that you care only for him and you stop taking care of yourself. You lose your sense of who you really are or were before this ogre took control. The home and the people in it become more isolated. The children don't dare invite friends over because the place is a mess, or in some cases, the home is immaculate only as a disguise for dysfunction underneath. Isolation, shame, and fear rule the household. This is true of millions of homes in the U.S. It can go on like this for years unless and until someone reaches out for help will either be the alcoholic or addict himself who's throwing in the towel and gets into treatment, or it's the partner who gets help so that she can liberate herself from the prison that addiction has made of her home. She's not buying into the destructive myth that an alcoholic has to hit bottom before he decides to get help. She's not only getting help for herself to break the bonds of codependency, she's also looking for ways to intervene. She isn't buying into the myth. 
She has decided not to wait for her home to be wrecked as if struck by a tornado smashed to smithereens. She has decided not to wait until the bottom, quote, is reached. The bottom could likely be any number of unspeakable endings. Bankruptcy, prison, a mental hospital, homelessness, or death, perhaps by suicide. This might be a good moment to comment on the ultimatums that mom or dad has issued to the addict's son or daughter, all to no avail, of course, and often resulting in an even more poisonous atmosphere as the addict will be bent on retaliation. Trust me. This is a case where love has nothing to do with it. Love has morphed into hostility, and the innocent parrot soon regrets the outburst and experiences remorse and guilt. Number two, enter an informal family intervention. This can only succeed after the family leader gets help for herself and frees herself from the dysfunctional thinking that kept her in a desperate state for years. She has worked with a counselor and or attended enough Al-Anon meetings to attain a solid understanding of the workings of the disease. And she gets it. She understands and believes what the signs in the room say. Didn't cause it, can't control it, can't cure it. At a certain point in her development, she will have separated herself from the individual and from the disease to be able to see things more objectively. She will gather her closest friends and family members and make them all read the book by Deborah and Jeff Jay entitled Love First, A Family's Guide to Intervention. So make sure that all understand what the sole objective is to get the alcoholic or addict to agree to go into treatment today. She will discover that her family and friends never knew some of the features of the twisted thinking that goes on in the mind of the addict or alcoholic. The reason I chuckle is that I've been sober for about 29 years and I remember some of the twisted thinking I used to have and I still can't believe I used to think that way. They will have a basic understanding of the various forms of denial that the object of their love employs, such as minimization, oh, it's not that bad, blaming, if you had raised me right, you wouldn't be here, Uh, believe me, I've heard that, rationalization, I use it to relieve stress, Uh, or a control fantasy, I can stop anytime I want to, so get off my back, among other excuses. It's also possible that the addict will become enraged at the deception it took to get him to the site of the intervention, and he or she will walk out in a huff. Defiance defines an addict. Success, on the other hand, is defined as the subject agreeing to go into treatment then and there, which means everything is ready to go. Arrangements have been made with the treatment center, transportation has been arranged, and so on. And the success of the intervention depends on, A, the level of preparation by the participants, including a dress rehearsal where each person in the circle reads a love letter to the addict and the principal actor reads the conditions. We love you, and if you accept help today, that is what we've prayed for. But if you refuse our help today, you'll be cut off from any further enabling in the form of money and shelter and so on. And it gets terribly complicated if the addict also has children she is caring for. What's to be done then? We don't have the answer to that one at this moment. Each family has to deal with it in their own way. Second factor is timing. In our AA program, it's advised that we, quote, approach the man at a low point just after a bender or in his cell at the drunk tank, end of quote, so that he may be more likely to be receptive to the message. The situation is different. But the principle is the same. Get to him when he's down. Doesn't sound fair, but the disease doesn't play fair either, does it? 
The third factor is openness to the message. In a well-planned intervention, a close family member, someone the alcoholic trusts, will plant the seed that she is willing to get the help the alcoholic may need. She, say it's his mom, will preface the conversation with love and affection. There's a reason for doing it this way. Research has shown that the one thing that most addicts and alcoholics cannot deny is that their families love them. That's why the name of the book is called Love First. You lead with love. Addicts will deny almost everything except for one thing. They cannot deny that their family loves them. That's true in most cases. And finally, if you end up with a defiant alcoholic or addict, the odds of success are not great in a family plan intervention. You may need to go to the next step, which is a professionally-led intervention. And that's number three. The professional intervention is likely to be more successful than a planned family intervention. It follows the same rules, but because it imposes more discipline on the team and it's run by a professional who knows the game, the odds of success are far greater. The pro is far less likely to become overwhelmed by the emotion of the moment and will hold a line where family members might start to waver on their resolve. The pro will say, a deal is a deal. Your family is being a lot nicer to you than I would be in the same circumstances. The interventionist has the unique advantage of being the lightning rod for anger and knows what buttons to push. He or she has done this kind of thing a hundred times and is very unlikely to get taken in. The addict alcoholic is slick. He'll spot a crack in the apparent cohesion of the group. He'll drive a truck right through it. This is a nightmare for the addict. Got to remember, those are his worst fears have come true. Being found out is the most shameful thing he can imagine. He thought he was fooling people, and he wasn't fooling anyone. That's why a successful intervention is a highly planned and orchestrated affair. No freelancing allowed. Number four, finally... According to Deborah Jay in her newest work, No More Letting Go, which is a riff on the concept of let go and let God, another form of intervention requiring a long-term approach is the Community Reinforcement and Family Training Act. This is a relatively new intervention program. Families learn new behaviors in the framework of goals, activities, and exercises called alternatives. The idea is that we can steer the alcoholic in the right direction by learning to modify our pattern of communication and wait for the alcoholic to respond in kind. Once the alcoholic softens and becomes receptive, we can broach the topic of treatment and recovery because he's no longer living in a hostile environment. This somewhat follows what Al-Anon teaches. We can't help an alcoholic if we ourselves remain sick and engage in hostile or unhelpful behavior. It may require that we, the effective family members, swallow a little pride and show more restraint than we would like in order to gain the longer-term objective of bringing the abuser closer to the family. The entire program comprises 23 activities as well as checklists, charts, and examples. That's a lot of work. This approach heightens the family's awareness of the effect of the disease on them and their relationships and provides a detailed roadmap for healing everyone involved, whether the alcoholic ultimately seeks treatment or not. Engaging in the craft program requires a solid, unshakable commitment to see it through its heavy lifting, but it might just spark the miracle that suffering families have been praying for all along. So what have we learned about interventions today? We learned that one, the vast majority of families who live with an addict or alcoholic in their midst do not seek help for themselves or for their loved one. 
despite having to live with the chaos and desperation that addiction imposes on a family. Two, a family intervention absent a professional requires meticulous planning, teamwork, leadership, a clear understanding of roles and airtight execution, not much room for error or freelancing. It's best if all involved read the book Love First, authored by Deborah and Jeff Jay. Number three, hiring a professional interventionist may be costly, but pay off in the long run. The professional is the firm, resolute voice of reason and is unlikely to be taken in by the addict's attempt to slip through a crack in the wall. And number four, the newest form of intervention, CRAFT, which stands for Community Reinforcement and Family Training, is based on teaching the entire family to think and act in a healthier way so as to pave the way for the alcoholic to choose to recover. Our podcast is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com, a modern approach to recovery. To learn more, visit us at SafeHouseRehab.com.